these programs don't make us more safe. They hurt our economy. They hurt our country. They limit our ability to speak and think and live and be creative, to have relationships, to associate freely. And they're going, this doesn't make us more safe. It makes us less safe. It puts us at risk of coming into conflict with our own government. And there's a far cry between uh, legal programs, legitimate spying, legitimate law enforcement, where it's targeted, it's based on reasonable suspicion, individualized suspicion, and a warranted action, and sort of dragnet mass surveillance that puts entire populations under sort of an eye that sees everything, even when it's not needed. This is about a trend in the relationship between the governing and the governed in America that is coming increasingly into conflict with what we expect as a free and democratic union. If we can't understand the policies and programs of our government, we cannot grant our consent in regulating them. Uh, as someone very clever said recently, uh, we don't have an oversight problem. Undersight. <laughs> and it's led us to a point in our relationship with the government where we have an executive of the Department of Justice that's unwilling to prosecute high officials who lied to Congress and the country on camera, but they'll stop at nothing to persecute someone who told them the truth. America for 300 years has been the land of promise for the rest of the world. The land of new frontiers, new opportunities. Clicking sounds, sounds that reveal the presence of radioactive rays. The instrument, a Geiger counter, is converting radioactivity into sounds we can hear. Good evening. This is Tank Riot, episode 142, where we talk about the sexual lifestyle of the bonobo ape. Oh. I am Sputnik. With me, as always, is Victor. Hello. And, of course, Tor. I mean... Hi there. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're really going to talk about the NSA. Yay, the new series, Adventures of Doctor Who. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doctor Who is coming. Those fictional books series. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're going to do, uh, October 27th, they're going to do... David Tennant's turn mm-hmm. at being the Doctor, and then two weeks after that, the new, the last season of Matt Smith, mm-hmm. and then in January, Archer. Not much else, though. I mean, Breaking Bad's gone, Dexter's gone, yeah, Breaking Helen Bad. Wheels is gone. Hey, Breaking Bad went on a, on a high. That was it wonderful. Did, it did I had a really awesome. sad Sunday the other no day. No spoilers, please. No, I just had a I'm really sad Sunday up. when I was like, there's no new Breaking Bad tonight. I know, I know. It's hard <laughs> to, it was an empty Sunday night. It's very hard to wean off of that. Did, yeah. did you ever catch up on your Dexters? No, not yet. Oh, not yet. God. I still have to get to the end of that, and, and you know, I've already heard enough that it's going to be kind of I've been weird. watching, you know, of course, in October I always watch as many horror movies as I can possibly pack in so i've been watching quite a few um i did finally get to see insidious which i really did like okay uh, which you know has ethan hawk and he actually plays a you know a good panicky prick so i saw this is the end oh yeah that was a horror movie yeah did they play the doors song (laughs) no oh if only (laughs) i wish they should have instead of the uh they, they played some weird music (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that movie to me was like such a circle jerk. It's just a vanity it was project. Just, yeah, oh, they God. It's like, fun. hey, they're all probably, you know, hitting off the bar and going, hey, let's do a movie together. But I wouldn't have uh, liked to have seen that in a the theater. 
but but watching it like on a rental or whatever yeah. DVD, that's better because at least I don't know you can. I, Michael Sarah was hilarious in it, and uh, they just had fun. You could tell. Yeah, they, were they just had fun with fucking it. That's around. True. Yeah, and they all had fun fucking around together. You know. You know, guest appearance by Hermione. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, it was, was it was well it was good. pretty funny. Speaking of the government shutdown, which none of us were, but I will bring it. I up. was not. Yeah. Uh, my good sister, segue. my sister in law, been partially sequestered. Uh, works for the federal government, and and she has been furloughed. Okay. Uh, which is is so bizarre, I, you know, because you know the whole thing is sort of shut down. But we're gonna get just we're gonna get together just to make sure our credit rating is good. So they had some tool from Standard and Poor on today, and he was talking about it. It's like, yeah, blah blah blah. You guys make this shit up. <laughs> like I should care. You know, whatever. I mean, it's like it's like Monopoly. No, it's a little orange piece of paper. It's not a five hundred dollar bill. Fuck you. You know, but yeah. well, it's a fake crisis of the day, and you know, well, it's just going to reduce the. Honestly, it's like one of these weird things. It's like our government is an irresponsible uncle who just keeps reducing his credit rating by doing yeah. making bad decisions because you yeah. know that the standards are going to like downscore America again, like they did last time that this yeah. happened. They said, "Oh, you're not reliable enough." And right. it is a black mark right. against us on the world markets. Well, it is, but I mean, the, if, you know, I mean, sure, the NSA can just change that. You know, <laughs> well, can't th- they hack I, into it like Ferris Bueller? Don't, 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 yeah. just, I'm no, changing I, that I, to an A. <laughs> I'm Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to play? I, a game? I think the takeaway here, though, is no matter what the mainstream news is telling you, this is totally the fault of the. Tea Party Republicans. Yeah, and whatever that means. Right. Well, it, it's angry old white men who are <laughs> right. focus on underlining and emphasize the angry, who I'm sure are probably heavily funded by the Koch brothers, who I'm sure want right. to just make the whole point that, see, federal government went away. <laughs> Nothing happened, right? Maybe we don't need it. You know what's How really, we just take that yeah. right off the top? Yeah. What do you it's say? It's interesting things, because it's, that, that fissure in the Republican Party is was pretty clear during this little crisis that diverted everyone's attention from all the other things we actually have to do and take care of and i mean the lack of federal funding for a lot of projects is really obnoxious beyond your stupid veterans memorial that you had your stupid protest at oh god any stupid parks that needed to be open probably veterans of the war hey man if you were at woodstock you don't have to watch the film right yeah Jesus Christ. It's let's shut down the government and complain that it's shut down. Well, then they were trying to piecemeal piecemeal open things so that they could keep things they didn't like closed. Yeah. Well, no, food stamps and, you know, head start and let's get rid of all that other stuff. We don't want to help the poor. But, you know. Poor are bad. That's why they're poor. That's right. (laughs) They don't work hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I read this article about where so so Dick Cheney and some of his uh, former flunkies got together for a big dinner it was like a roast if you will <laughs> oh no and i guess the big topic was waterboard jokes everyone was doing waterboard jokes oh and then the final thing was uh this one former aide said it was a very sentimental evening <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow wow yeah good times yeah, I didn't get to shoot anybody in the face, but you know, kind of good. Yeah, <laughs> poor people. Yeah, you gotta wonder what turns these guys on, you know. But I gotta say, Power. weird stuff. I was Power. actually thinking about this stupid. I don't want to talk too much about the shutdown, but if you had a small minority of, say, libertarians or people who like the kind of things I like, yeah. and and the government made this wild um, directional shift because. 
Republicans voted for something and Republican uh, president signed it. And it was a law I really disagreed with. What would it take for me to want them to shut down all government? I mean, I know Bush did some things I really was against, which we'll probably end up talking about a little bit with the all the you know wiretapping of Americans and things like that. There were a lot of the Pat Riot Act, uh, some of these things that they did. I was really against, but I don't know if I ever felt to the level of hatred that I really wanted the federal government to shut down no. for nothing to work, for everything to go away. But, you know, that's the goal of the Tea Party. You know, if that crew had their way, I really – they want smaller government in that they don't like government in that they want it to shut down. And but they it, still want government because I, I guarantee you all those old farts that were rallying at the uh, – at the World War II Memorial, right. probably were all on well, Medicare, Medicaid, probably Pat, getting yeah, around Pat, yeah. scoot arounds and you know, Pat what Crazy uh-huh. Robertson was saying that they should like uh, burn down the government and they should accept that they're not going to get reelected and just go with uh, burning down and bringing down the federal government. And they, they replace it with what? A confederacy? Stuff. I mean, what what is their plan? Or do uh, they have a plan? Going up to heaven yeah. uh, at the end of the That's world. Right. There you go. It's end times. Yeah. Maybe it'll bring about times. You know, I'm not even joking with you that a lot of that contingent believes that if they can make America bad enough, the end times will the actually come. Will come. We'll yeah. bring Jesus back. It will. What they don't realize is people like Pat Robertson are actually satanic. Well, they don't realize Jesus was a Muslim. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know that he'd get through the TSA at this point. He's probably what? on a no-fly list. Why won't you? Wait, wait! I'm yeah. sending back up to heaven. No, no, no. I'm sorry, sir. No. No. You don't have that privilege here. Well, if he was so beloved of God, why hasn't he called him home yet? That's all I ask about Pat Robertson, because what is he, about 800 years old? Oh, my God. Every time I see him, he's just like this shrinking little blob. Like He looks like, <laughs> yeah. a, he looks like a villain in Doctor Who. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, they, they take off their human suit, and all of a sudden it's like, Bah! Yeah. It's kind of like Yoda, but his wisdom died off first. Yeah, that was the first thing that went. Yeah. Yeah. But the shutdown's Um, averted. We have till January when they go back into shutdown mode, right? Yeah. I mean, by the time you... You know, this is episode 142. We're broadcasting this or recording it on the 16th And we think they're voting to shut it down at the moment. Yeah, they they're, should be voting against shutting any, it down. Any time now. At voting, yeah, to <laughs> stop the it. shutdown. Well, to let's keep a good thought. The what, because their corporate masters told them that, you know, you fuck up our credit rating and we'll pull our funding no, from you? Or, honestly, I mean, I mean, I mean the, all these guys are all, like, you know, divested in, well, into gold and diamonds and it, whatever. It's a federal government. And, you know, yeah. we know the billions in revenue that it's generated and it pays everybody in all yeah. the lobbying, you know. All those lobbyists, all those other private firms, all the corporations yeah. that are tied in with government, they don't want a government shutdown. The, the The small contingent of Republicans that are Tea Party Republicans might really want to pressure Obama, but they didn't have an end game. They didn't have a plan. It, it, this it was, was completely a, unthought out. It, it was an ignorant fantasy. <laughs> Sounds it, like it a was, Tea Party movement. Yeah. One of those, you know, if when you're in party with a bunch of teenagers, it's one of the... Really, yeah. when they come up with a really stupid idea, and, like, yeah, you, you know, could tell the Boehner was really upset yeah. to be in the position he oh, was in. You know, this and is he the only get out of it. That's the only silver lining in this whole thing is that possibly <laughs> Speaker Boner will, you know, either be removed by the Tea Party or the Republicans or both. Oh yeah, I bet. Then they'll have something to cry about. This kind of shutdown didn't work for Newt Gingrich back in what ninety six or whatever, and no. it totally that one backlashed went for quite a while. Against, though, yeah, went for a lot longer than this. But but this one is backlashing the same way, and it, hopefully they learn not to try to take the government hostage as a strategy it's a good strategy they're they're very smart about what they're doing in some ways it's yeah. diabolical it's yeah. really diabolical i don't approve of it no mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah i think interest rates are already up i, I didn't look real close but i think they're about a half percentage it, point from you know about a year ago 
true enough. So um, in more local news, you know, we have a governor named Scott Walker, and we've talked a little bit before how he's cracking down on the solidarity singers, right. which uh, sing at the Capitol on every workday yeah. uh, protest songs, yes. protesting Walker and his crazy ideas. Walker hired a, a henchman for the Capitol Police uh, chief. And they've been arresting essentially the most vulnerable people they could find, you know, grandmas and oh, that good. kind of thing. Well, there was a cameraman that got beat down to the ground by a bunch of police on video camera. Oh, and then yeah. the police pressed felony charges against him for resisting arrest and attacking an officer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's been on all the protests. I honestly lost track of it after a little bit, but I have a feeling yeah. they're not pressing charges formally against him. Probably a little embarrassing for probably everybody. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So the, anyway, so it's just got nuts. But apparently the uh, ACLU filed a, a law legal thing, and and they won, <laughs> and now Walker has to completely back down, really, and let them sing. They won. I so didn't even hear that. Walker's trying to spin it as well. We finally came to a good compromise. You know, like it was equal on even side. Yeah. Is no, you got your ass kicked. Yeah, we got, the, we got the, the, too much shit on camera. Yeah, the, the side of the law is on the side of the protesters. The side of justice, the side of the Constitution, is on the side of the protesters. Wow. What, so whatever that, that may be, that is right? Good yeah. News. So that's just a little little tidbit. On the other hand, and I got to say this. What the fuck good does it do to go on your lunch hour and <laughs> sing a goddamn song? What, what does that fucking help? Okay, so now they can sing their little goddamn ditty. Big deal. God. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so far, what it did is it, is it got... It's a thorn it, in the side. It got them on TV, yeah. and it, they made Walker back down. Hey, Mommy, I'm on TV. <laughs> Getting arrested again. But it is kind of yeah. like, you know, every little gain is just one more way that you could just simply lose those freedoms if you allowed them to get their way. Then no one would be allowed in the Capitol. It's only for mm-hmm. capital business. And then, by the way, no one's allowed in the Capitol Square. That's just for capital business. And by the way, if you don't have the type of passport that allows you to be within a block of the Capitol, you know, you know they would yeah. just... If I never went into the Capitol again, <laughs> it would be fine. <laughs> Frankly, the Capitol in Madison has always embarrassed me because it's mm-hmm. just a cheap copy of the one in Washington. We couldn't even come up... Like, the fucking kingfish now look at that now that's a capital <laughs> but oh no it's like well i don't know i mean that's so scanny i don't know what to do i got a picture of this one in washington let's do that i like how they use it for uh movies yeah. that they can't afford to go and film at washington dc they come and film at the capital of in yeah. madison <sighs> like chain reaction came here and yeah. you know they pretend they're at the state or the u.s capital and then they're sure. just in madison but, yeah and uh actually i saw them filming what was that Depp one that Oh Mom, yeah, the Mom's public enemy. Yeah. I haven't even seen that movie yet, but I don't. I, yeah, but I want to see it because I saw them shoot the scenes where the little car drove. Yeah, around I had the block friends who were and... extras in that movie, but I haven't seen it yeah. yet. Yeah, <laughs> they all had to get funny. crazy haircuts and. Yeah, minute you make me an extra in, in a movie, the, the... and you've got like class A stars. Right, I'll guarantee you. I there's a certain point I'm going to whip my dick out. You'd be wearing your Zeppelin the clown <laughs> yeah, makeup. Hey, they have one of these <laughs> in the 30s. Hey, check it out. But th- this is I, I was I was standing by where they were. Um, controlling the the cars that would go down the street and they had essentially car collectors that had these old cars from the sure, 20s sure. and uh, they'd say you know okay frank you take yours around the block and yeah. he had like you know dressed in the 1920s from the t- yeah. just the middle up no pants though right yeah something like that and and then so 
He just takes his. That's how I do it. Goes, takes his car and drives it around the block, and yeah, and then and then park your car and get out nonchalantly like nothing's wrong. You totally have no pants on. Yeah, you're just Porky Pig in it. God, God. Oh, let's not make him do it again. We'll just CGI that. <laughs> we'll digitize that out. Did you guys hear about the guy in, I think it was in the UK, in uh, Northampton or whatever, that was dressing up as Pennywise the Clown? That was awesome. And he was standing and, and staring at people across would, the street. Yeah. That would totally creep me out. Oh, yeah. And they, they finally figured out who he was, and he was like denying it for a while. And then he's like, look, I just wanted to have fun and have people get excited and yeah. you know think something crazy was going on and then you know walk away. I'm not a Muslim clown. Right. right. <laughs> An evil Muslim clown. Oh, he clown. looked so cra- creepy. I'd be like, we all float down here. <laughs> oh, God. But, 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 Bill. <laughs> beep, beep, Richie. <laughs> Sorry, I loved it. Yeah. Pennywise oh, is the know, creepiest clown ever. We'll get to our mailbag, but, you know, um, it seemed like there were three things that seemed to generate the most email from our, from our last podcast. <laughs> right. Number one... Uh, Genetically modified foods. Yeah, but it was fairly positive. It was we very positive. Yes, yes. Everyone uh, defending under the dome. Well, you I know. guess. <laughs> and then, and then, what was the one? Um, we were laughing. Oh, emergency! Oh, that right. was the big one. Right. All the emergency fans came out of the woodwork. <laughs> well, what the hell's wrong with Fidget Spudding? They're dissing on emergency. It's yeah, like you, okay. you guys just don't understand. Oh. Hey, I Come watched on. it in the seventies, okay, and it's like it's oh. been there, done that. I think it was nine. Yeah, when I but saw it. That, it tore just. But now me, the uh, now the engines are just looking that much more vintage, yeah. and they're so. I was taken well, aback. Certainly are. Yeah. It was like it was like Tor just saying that. Yeah, I was watching Barbarella the other day. You're not expecting him to be throwing out a reference of that yeah. type, you know? Like I'm working my way through Thundar the Barbarian. Yeah. You know, you just I'm, I'm watching Emergency. Right, I wasn't expecting it. How is Mr. Mantooth these days? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely on the long hair episodes now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the the rock and the sideburns. Yeah. Um, And the cars they have to use the Jaws of Life on always are like these really big honking 70s pigs. Oh, yeah. See, I'd be in trouble if Chips all of a sudden showed up in Netflix and we've got all seasons of Chips. (laughs) I'd be all over it. Especially the later ones that had uh, Lieutenant Wolf. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sands, the the crab head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he, Michael Dorn was in that one. Yeah, Michael Dorn was a chips officer. Awesome. Yeah, but I mean, you you look at him and you and you you recognize the voice like right away. But then I'm going to have to pull you over now. <laughs> yeah. There is no honor in speeding. <laughs> <laughs> I will now do the clam. <laughs> we shall battle totally to the death. <laughs> <laughs> you will not find not find rest in Stobelcore. I'll blow it out your ass, right. baby. It's my right. meeting I, period. I, I've got a new TV show for Paramount. I'm going to pitch an idea. Go. And, and it's called Klingon Highway Patrol. <laughs> Come on with that, Rock. KHB or Kips. You got these guys. No sense of humor yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. They had butt your window open. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I said, get out of the car. <laughs> Actually, when I was in California in the 60s, <laughs> like, when the, the chips were not like fuzzy, soft guys you'd 
you like, oh, hey, punch. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, John. No, they were big, serious guys with huge hog leg right. magnums. That was the first time I saw a magnum pistol was on the hip of a chips. <laughs> you know, and it's like they're out there on these roads all by themselves. Believe me, when they pull your ass over, <laughs> that, that holster so, becomes unsnapped. So I got pulled over by the California Highway Patrol. Yeah, this is another highway story from Victor. I should have a theme song for this. Yeah. <laughs> highway How stories. How I pissed off the law. <laughs> But I didn't piss him off. But anyway, I was I drove to California with a buddy, and uh, we I went I went to visit my brother and stuff. And we're driving back, and my buddy had drank so much the night before, yeah. And he put a bottle of Goldschlager in the back of the vehicle, <laughs> and I was driving the vehicle along, and and we got pulled over, and I was trailing a motorcycle, and the, the cop said he just leaned into the window, and he went, "Whoa, what have you been drinking?" And I was like. <laughs> No, and my buddy leaned up and said, "That'd be me." <laughs> <laughs> well, the Goldschlager was probably like glinting in the sun. That was probably what caught his eye to begin with. And he didn't like he didn't like say I need to search the vehicle or anything like that. But he was he was like, uh, "You're you're going too fast with a trailer because apparently they have different trailer speeds." Oh yeah, and so we got uh. a ticket for going too fast with a trailer. But it was hilarious because <laughs> and you said you're drinking trace would be Goldschlager. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. Early in the morning, but just the look on his face when we rolled yeah. down the window <laughs> enough to tell me in college that uh, okay, we should probably smell better. Than- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's been drinking? Show of hands. Show of hands. <laughs> That'd be me. That'd be me. I'd like to ask that question at a, during a congressional session. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many people here are shit-faced? I'm playing video poker on my iPhone. Guess yeah. it'd be about oh, a third oh, of them. Yeah. Oh, third anyways. Third yeah. on a good day. It's like yeah. Mad Men up there. Oh, yeah. These guys, I mean, what the hell? I mean, all they got to do, don't they just have like a little buzzer or something? Every once in a while, one of them will get up and do a Mr. Smith Goes right. to Washington, and they'll play that little bit on... You know, Fox or something, and it's like, whoa, hi, hi, I'm acrimonious. <laughs> At this point, oh, yeah, <laughs> get, sit down. You really want to see something, go watch Parliament sometime. Parliament is awesome. Well, British Parliament. Australian or the British? British. <laughs> George I mean, Clinton. They just, they, well, <laughs> fucking George Clinton, yeah. <laughs> Brides of Funkenstein. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do with the motherfucking pee? <laughs> Anyways, how about that NSA? They seem yeah. to have caused some consternation yes. in the news. Doctor Who's new series adventure novels, the NSA. The NSA. <laughs> well, the NSA, as you may or may not know, is the National Security Agency now. Uh, so to to used bring... to be the Armed Forces Security Agency, Armed Forces Radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just to, just to break this up. Uh, so the CIA and all of your you know, your James Bondish kind of spies, that's human intelligence. The NSA is in charge of signal intelligence. So obviously, uh, back when they first started, you know, in the in the forties, n- not a lot of signals. Well, you'd listen in on the radio. You'd listen in on your ham radio, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot going on. Well, you know, they did develop a lot of listening posts that they would do a lot of radio. Yeah, right. Radio. But I mean, not you. You don't need Yoda bites to to store right, right, right. No, like that's... shit coming off yeah. a transatlantic right. cable or something. You know, you just tab it, it in. It seemed and... like a much nobler ad- adventure back then. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so the NSA is formally in charge of any kind of signals, mm-hmm. supposedly foreign signals not in the united states continental that Mm -hmm. picture that we've all seen of verizon coverage 
if you're an alien race with a, a sense of humor, wouldn't it be just fun to beam like all these uh, you know random signals down at the NSA's oh yeah antennas and like oh well we're, we're going to really screw with them <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> see how long they figure this one out <laughs> do you guys ever have that fantasy like what would I do if I were all of a sudden granted like amazing superpowers like Superman you could just yeah. do like literally anything sure I mean wouldn't that be fascinating to like what could you do <laughs> you know with I'm more the... of a Batman guy myself I'd rather lurk in a cave but right right well that that'd be cool too but I mean I'm yeah. just saying if you were impervious to all harm oh, yeah, could yeah. fly to the moon and develop your own colony up there could like you do what we were talking about back in one of those episodes when they were talking about uh creating nuclear bursts that could take a whole city up to space if you could hire engineers or something and build something that you could get hauled up to the moon or just create mm. your own society somewhere where you could take people like edward snowden and be like hey here's a good place to live check it out yeah. you can walk fly it's kind of fun <laughs> but you could have fun with the utah data center well okay so with uh the NSA, their formal headquarters is located in Fort Meade in Maryland. Right between Baltimore and D.C. Right. And uh, driving up there, there is an exit that is for NSA employees only. And they will stop you, say you're lost, say your Garmin gave you some bad advice and you took that NSA exit. <laughs> they will stop your ass mm-hmm. and it will be a problem. Your day will be ruined <laughs> because you should not be there. Right. Because the facility is so big. And here's the yeah. thing about the NSA that is, is amazing to me, is that it's existed in one form or another for 60 years or more. It's failed miserably on mm-hmm. many occasions. But every time there's a crisis, they get re-energized. They mm-hmm. get more money. And wherever they are at that time, they grow like cancer cells. Mm-hmm. We just had more. Yeah, if we just had more, if we could just do this, I and mean, they're always building a new facility that's bigger, bigger, bigger. I would have tripped bigger, over my bigger. own dick if it were not <laughs> so in my way. So I had a better pair of pants to my giant dick, then I wouldn't have tripped over it. Well, that's it. I mean, at every crisis, I, I swear to God. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to the biggest, the biggest, biggest blow up of the NSA's history, but yeah, yeah. I mean, because the NSA has a very checkered past. So regardless of their security and their their security lifestyle is amazingly paranoid. I mean, this is something that I don't think most uh, dystopian novels could have even foretold. And this is what they they do every day. So, you know, you're in the NSA, you're kind of in this NSA for life. And and this is, you're not really home. It's not like, oh, I'm going home to the wife and kids now. It's like, no, you're always sort of attached you're always you know dealing with their regulations like one of the things that snowden brought up was that why he went to hong kong was that every nsa employee has to submit in you know paperwork and has to be all checked out and verified you know your plans and everything at least 30 days in advance before you take like say you wanted to go with the wife and kids to disneyland well the nsa's got to know about that they got to know what, what flights you're taking, blah, blah, blah. Did, did we introduce Edward Snowden just for our listeners that live in a hole? And <laughs> Edward Snowden, the guy that leaked. The latest leaked. leaker he of leaked. the NSA. The latest yeah. one. Yep. And, and he was, um, the Guardian actually has probably the most documents that I've, or the best coverage I've seen on yeah. Snowden and the well, NSA. So I think one of their reporters well, interviewed him directly. Glenn, and, yes. Well, yeah. Glenn Greenwald has been disseminating information in a very calculated manner, and it's been really fantastic to mm-hmm. watch. and. Here we are in October, and this really started back in June, but um, he's now leaving The Guardian. He's going to move on to some new thing mm-hmm. that he's yeah. saying is just this wonderful endeavor that he wasn't ready to tell people about, but BuzzFeed got a hold of it, and now 
He's going to come public with it really soon, but apparently they're working on some new journalistic endeavor. I hope it involves actual journalism still and mm-hmm. isn't you know a yeah. Fox News or a CNN, and he can actually continue to do real journalism. Or, uh, or a Hollywood beat or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he's fascinating, and he's he's now gotten some renown for what he's reported about Edward Snowden. And and one of the uh, people that uh, has been working with The Guardian is uh, Bruce Schneier, mm-hmm. who's a security technologist, and he's also an author. And he wrote some very good articles that are posted on The Guardian about how you can keep secure, how the NSA does a lot of the, you know, even going through the Tor onion routers, which are supposed to be anonymous. There are ways that mm-hmm. they can track through that Sorry, and Tor. so forth. Yes. Yeah. I, got, I, I recently the, reinstalled a, a new version of uh, Linux Mint on, on one of my machines, and the first thing I got going was my Tor browser, which I have to say... Uh, the the version that I got now seems to I mean yeah it's the the experience is a little bit slower because it's got to bounce from place to place and place but it seems like it you know it's a lot a uh, lot faster it's a lot easier to get you, of course you can't go to the Silk Road anymore or use bitcoins but right. well that's the thing a lot of things people do on the internet and and by the way I've been working on a, an Ubuntu box and I'm I'm very impressed and excited with using Linux and I think I'm you know we talked about free and open software. The FOSS episode, if you want to go look it up, Tor's got that one on our website. It's pretty yeah, well done. Tankrat.com. Uh, and by the way, uh, before I forget, this is roughly our eighth anniversary show. We've yes. been around for a little oh, yeah. over eight years. That's We've true. been doing this podcast. And we're growing younger every day. That's right. Um, it's Benjamin yeah. Button in here. Benjamin Button. <laughs> that's right. So, I mean, that's the fun of like Ubuntu and having... Uh, an operating system that's not necessarily a closed system or some of these people who've actually given up their software to be uh, formally monitored, which we'll get into. But having a Linux-based operating system is is fun, and it's it's a good, useful way to – I don't know. You, they're so well done, these distributions nowadays. So yeah. anyone can take an old yeah. computer, just repurpose it into a Linux box and do whatever you want with it. And, and Great way to learn. And i got to say that Richard Stallman has been really an advocate – He's really against what he calls the Pat Riot Act. He won't call it the Patriot Act because that's <laughs> such a malformation of the term um, yeah. that he yeah. took offense to. He really doesn't like any of this monitoring. And I've seen interviews with him talking, I think it's on RT, where he was talking about how he uses cash. And I, I, I'm the same way. I'll, I'll take out a lump sum of cash at one location and I'll use cash for as long as I can. I just do that because I don't want every transaction I have to be on a debit card at a certain location so everyone can track everywhere I go and everything I do. I mean, that's not paranoid from what I know with Edward Snowden and what the government tracks. We already know that private companies track everything we do, but now we know that the government's also tracking everything that the private companies are tracking of everything that we do. So anything that looks strange to them in some way is a possible point that could be a point of contention because they're storing these data for like six years. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that later. But I like to use cash. I like to avoid credit cards. I like to avoid being online or using proprietary systems where I can. But I am, honestly, I'm on Twitter. I'm on, you know, Facebook. I've got a social media presence. And no matter what tour you're using, if you're logging into any of these social media networks, well, they know you at that end because you sure. logged into it, idiot. You know, yeah. so you're not. Yeah. It, it doesn't do me any favors to log in using a tour browser if I'm using it to log into a YouTube account or a. Or, uh, you know, any other account where I have a login at that other end. I mean, Mm -hmm. we know there's middlemen uh, spying, but also they just siphon everything off of the Internet from these 
corporations. So it's right. Yeah, and very just, hard not to get. And to. just to, to briefly, yeah. you know, some of our listeners who may not know what Tor onion routers are, that's also largely funded by uh, the State Department, unfortunately. <laughs> right. But what they are is they are anonymous routers. Mm-hmm. So if you remember the scene in Casino where uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci's character were going to meet a few miles down the road in the desert, and uh, Joe Pesci in order to overcome FBI surveillance, had to keep cha- you know, going into parking lots, changing cars, drive a few you know, weird places, and then go to another parking garage, get in another car. So he did this like five or six times before he finally got to his destination and knew he wasn't being tracked. That's hmm. what a Tor Onion Router is. So, t- so just yeah. with bits instead of cars. Yeah. 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 So, inst- so like I say, if you use a Tor browser, it's not as fast as... If you use, you know, just a regular Firefox or what have you, although it is a type of Firefox, uh, it's built on Firefox, the Mm -hmm. Firefox browser, it it has to be bounced around all these. So when when you start Vidalia to build a connection to a Tor uh, router, you are actually, you know, you're you're building, you're actually right at that time building a connection. Mm -hmm. You get an IP address, it displays it, you... You have a search tool and everything else, and then you can just look at that somewhat anonymously. But obviously, as we'll find later on, there are mm-hmm. ways around that as well. I think I think we're jumping way too far forward, and I, yes, I yes think we, we should actually go to the beginning a little bit and yeah. talk about where the NSA came from and what they what they originally did that helped lead lead them into what they do now. Because yes. yeah. what they do now is is very strange and very invasive. But what they originally did wasn't designed to be that way. It was designed to be a national security agency that was part of the armed force. First, it was the armed Mm -hmm. forces security agency that Mm -hmm. was working in the Cold War and toward the end of World War II. Right. To uh, work in – it came out of cryptography Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of the work they did – and of course, the you know the code breaking that went on during World War II was very advantageous for the Allies, yes, and and a good uh, contribution to why the Allies won the war. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, well, code breakers uh, won that war. I mean, it's yes. yeah, and Russians. very true, <laughs> and Russians, <laughs> right, and a lot of and a lot of Russian <laughs> a lot of grinding, without, yeah, yeah, Russian yeah. grinding and <laughs> code breakers. But I mean, uh-huh. they did some amazing things, like uh, the assassination of Yamamoto. I mean, yeah. Where they figured out that he was going to do this tour by breaking their code, and I mean, we were behind the ball on yeah, uh, Pearl they, Harbor. Now, Yamano, they shot down his plane, right? Right, right. Yeah, they, they just, found out which plane he was on. They figured out he was going to yeah. do a tour, and mm-hmm. they just nailed yeah. him, and it was yeah. amazing. It's like they took out their, you know, Churchill or MacArthur or whatever. I mean, I yeah. think they had broken the purple code, the Japanese purple code, uh, mm-hmm. before, and and I, as I recall, that that was one of the things about Pearl Harbor was that even though we could decrypt uh what you know the japanese embassy was sending back to tokyo there was there was sort of an interrupt in between you know it's like okay break off all relations uh walk out of the room in a huff and slam the door and (laughs) you know that so you could look at pearl harbor in one of two ways you could look at it as a sneak attack or you could look at it as just bad communications 
I mean, because you, you know, you're right. Alan Turing and the work that was done at Bletchley, Bletchley Park, Park, and yeah. also the work with the first computers and yeah. so forth to, oh, to yeah. break all. Well, those. I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah. hilarious if you've watched. And and I, I recently rewatched this documentary on uh, Discovery Channel about uh, the NSA, and they were hilarious because they gave the Americans so much credit for all the work done at Bletchley Park and creating right. uh, the bomb. Uh, and huh. it was oh, Americans built it, and the Polish did this, and you know, the Brits yeah. did something. It was just so yeah. pro-America. It just well, it was these documentaries that are produced in American countries mm-hmm. are just hilariously pro-America. I just I, I thought I found it funny. Well, yeah. it's, it's like the movie uh, uh, U five seventy one, right? You know, <laughs> where, America did it. Where, yeah, America, America <laughs> got the uh, America. Fuck yeah, got the Echelon machine. And, <laughs> no, they didn't. And not Echelon. Um, Enigma. The Enigma machine. Enigma yeah. machine. And no, the British did that. It was all the British. And, and my favorite yeah. story that I love to mm-hmm. tell is about how the British created the idea that carrots gave you better night vision right because they were shooting down the germans and then they were sending false reports back to the germans that they were all taking a lot of carrots and getting a lot of vitamin a to improve their night vision so that the germans wouldn't find out that they were using radar because they cracked their yeah hilarious yeah radar was was another big aspect too that really helped the british a lot too anyway Uh (laughs) but yeah well (laughs) In any case, so in in their earlier days, they were uh, their headquarters was the the Naval Security Station in Washington. Mm-hmm. Their job was, you know, essentially they worked with the U.S. Army's uh, cryptographic operations. So, and but this was still what was the AF before it was the NSA, right? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the AFSA slash NSA. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's gone by a, a number of different names, but their their main job has always been uh, crypto analysis, and right? And that's why I think it's hilarious that everything we see about the NSA is like these uh, jackbooted thugs that come blazing through the door, Jack Bauer, twenty four, and they're, they're right. doing all this crazy uh, human intelligence stuff. When really it's Signal Core, and what it is is it's a bunch of mathematicians trying to break codes, and a lot of introverts yeah. and autistic people basically who are really good at math and really good at tr- crypto. Graphs, right. you know, studying and decoding things rather than being bootstrapped. And this could be a very interesting job. I mean, uh, you know, have these problems. So I have all this information. How do I extract valuable information well, from it right. through some algorithm? But listen, and, b- before we yeah. got to this phase, we were at a phase where you weren't overloaded with data, where you didn't have computers, where you had no. to do things by hand, you know. And yeah. Yeah. it was a different time. It was a different type of computing. And communications right. were much well, kind of like China. You know, the Great Firewall of China. There, there's not that many inbound right. communications, so you can control them or at least tap right. into them fairly. And, and, and of course, the first computers were uh, a room full of mathematicians right. with paper and pencil, right? Computing, right? At the time, the bomb yeah. was the you know biggest computer, most the quickest computer ever developed. But one thing I got to say before we go any further ahead on talking about the NSA and what they did. They always followed the Constitution of the United States. And the big thing that was always the stickler, I love the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Yes, I love the right to arm bearers and all that stuff. Arm bearers. (laughs) Arm bearers. There you go. (laughs) No, I do like the Second Amendment. I do like the First Amendment. But particularly for the NSA, they always took very seriously the Fourth Amendment. And the text of the Fourth Amendment is the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue 
but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So the idea was Americans, and I'm sorry to all our foreign listeners, Americans were protected by the U.S. Constitution in that their effects and personal things would not be searched right. without unreasonable, without cause. Right. To break it down. And mm-hmm. the main point I make in that is that they would they would not do eavesdropping on American soil, but they would always be off American soil and eavesdrop. Right. And that was one of these things about uh, FISA courts and things like this was to develop listening stations outside of the U.S. border so mm-hmm. they could listen in on doing foreign intelligence work. Exactly. And that's originally where this all started, that they were outside the boundaries of the United States. And therefore, yeah. they didn't generally communicate with the CIA or the FBI when it was established. They they basically did their own thing. Yeah. And they were doing signal intelligence, mm-hmm. and they were not sharing their information with other people. No, though. although they, they even in the early days, right. but it, it certainly... That's true now. They coordinate with all the military's uh, cryptographic uh, groups. Right. So like with the CIA is kind of like the center group for all of these other intelligence groups in the military. Like, you know, there's Air Force intelligence, Navy, naval intelligence and so forth. The NSA has always been kind of a coordinating part for all of these different cryptographic groups. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, in and of itself, that's fine. But you're right; they had distinct roles. FBI was for domestic, mm-hmm. uh, CIA was human intelligence, foreign human intelligence, and the NSA was for foreign signal intelligence. That's it. And and you didn't. Not that that was always adhered to. Nerds. <laughs> but but it was. But it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. It is pretty nerdy. <laughs> I know they're the coolest, and the NSA hires more mathematicians than I think anybody I could name off the top of my head right now. And hackers. And hackers. If you're really good at what you Mm do, you're going to be working for the NSA. Yeah, and I bet you we have some listeners who are in the Mm -hmm. NSA just, you know, pounding away on some (laughs) cryptograph and listening to Not because they want to listen, but it's their job. No, well, yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, there's that crowd. But I have a feeling there's some who are coding or decrypting and listening to us to relax while they decode. And, and I appreciate that. And I'm not saying, you know, in any part of this conversation that there's not room for an NSA, that there's not room for a state intelligence department. Sure. You need to do signals intelligence. Yeah. It's a necessary well, yeah. evil, I guess, but it's a necessary part of running a country. Right. But the distinction should always be made that, I mean, and, and true, you, you again, we're, we're making the distinction that, yeah, back in the 40s and the 50s, you, you had less – uh, avenues of communication, and it was right. probably easier to tap and to control. That being said, obviously, post 9-11, the door has been kicked wide open. Right. So these intelligence agencies who are not beholden to really anybody except very small oversight committees really just have carte blanche to do what they want when right. they want. So so really the bottom line is we can suggest some things that would make you more secure in your browsing and your communications and so forth. But the bottom line in this is they can hire all the mathematicians, they can hire all the hackers, they can get all the software made that no, you and they have an almost unlimited budget. It is by far the biggest chunk of our defense budget. What's great right about it is they're a part of the Department of Defense, but they have a black budget. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a budget that we're not allowed to actually no, know. You're guessing. Yeah. Because as Americans, we can't know what we're spending on our own protection. Right. And it's hilarious, but it, it's it's Orwellian in a way because oh, very much so. 
it's it's kind of like would we be less protected if we knew the dollar amount that we were spending on the group that we're not allowed to know what they're doing that's supposedly protecting us? <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think I feel less protected. I feel like, oh, we're spending a shit ton of money on this. <laughs> I think that's I've, probably uh, what I'd feel. You know, I, yeah, I. Yes, I, I don't think that it would be that big of a deal, but I'm sure there are people that could probably backtrack that. I think I've mentioned this in other podcasts during the Reagan years when we were watching Nicaragua because, mm-hmm. you know, the Sandinistas were in charge and they were getting Soviet aid and everything. And they were unloading these suspicious looking crates, on, you know, in their harbor, their main mm-hmm. harbor. They, they uh, There were actually people I, who I didn't know existed called cratologists mm-hmm. <laughs> who could actually tell you what was in that fucking right. box. I was going to say, it's like knowing <laughs> wow. by components what the iPhone is going to cost, you yeah. know, because you can figure out the component cost. If you could figure out the yeah. total budget somehow. But in the end, is, is that going to bring down the whole show? I'm no. thinking no. <laughs> but, but yes, by yeah. far, this is... The, and but no, yeah. you're not going to ever know the total number of employees, all their facilities... How much electricity they use, and yeah. it is huge. Baltimore has yeah. had to adjust their electric grid oh, just yeah. to accommodate Fort Meade oh, because yeah. they eat up so much electricity. The building's fascinating that they've got right oh, now yeah. in Fort Meade because it's yeah. all copper lined, right? You know, to reduce anyone from yeah. pulling data out of the facility. I mean, right. it's, they're yeah. worried about being spied upon. The, the, there's an interesting thing you can do with windows. So if people are talking inside a building, and you shoot a laser at the window. That right. can and and then have a sensor to uh, catch the reflection of the laser. Right, you can uh, get the the vibration mm-hmm. of the window that is vibrating from the people talking, and then you just uh, you know it just works like a phonograph. Right, as far as Which playing is back kind of what a they're variation saying. of the thermon. Yeah. Ahoy, ahoy! The, the, it, when they use the thermon as a as right, a listening device, right. that's kind of a variation oh, yeah, on that same yeah. concept. You're using the differentiation of the waves and saying. Oh, yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So the NSA has special windows, so you can't do your little laser spy thing. My, my favorite yeah. with, with the, the Fort Meade headquarters, though, is they have the red corridor, which is just like for the general <laughs> public. Yeah. So that's like where you have... Cone you, of shame. Where you have concessions, <laughs> red, concession, <laughs> concessions in a drugstore. And I'm thinking, it's like, what? You got an Orange Julius in the well, they, NSA? they must yeah. have to because you have to take an exit to get there, and it's a huge facility. They, yeah. They employ There's tens of thousands tens of, of yeah. mathematicians. Oh, you got to know. It's like a city. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is like a city. So it's got to be like a mall. And it's operating 24-7, 365. All their facilities are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you even if you had a good map of the U.S. power grid, you could probably tell, oh, yeah, that's there Fort you. Meade. Mm-hmm. That's the Utah Data Center. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. pretty They're amazing. pulling huge power to make. Mm-hmm. And, and they're probably the single largest consumer of supercomputer technology. But, yeah. but what I really want to point out is, yes, they were doing signals intelligence, you know, like throughout the Cold War. I mean, they got involved in some of the stuff going on in Israel in the 1960s, that yes. six-day war yes. where the yeah. Liberty got hit and 34 or so, you yeah. know, intelligence officers were killed. What's yeah. hilarious about the Liberty incident is Israel was like, we thought you were a different ship from a different country. Sorry, yeah. our bad. No, they were afraid that our signals intelligence officers were going to find out how many gains they had made. Sure. I mean, it's all coming uh-huh. out now that, that, that that's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm we sorry were, people were hurt. But. Yeah. Our ship was attacked by Israel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when that's you read exactly about right. it, that's it's an amazing... It's yeah. an amazing... Yeah. Story. They got away with it too. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did. There's the the Pueblo incident. I mean, yeah. 
But 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 the whole time what they were doing was getting in line and developing listening stations and working on doing foreign intelligence and, and grabbing the data they could. Uh-huh. It wasn't until much later that computers were really developed across the world that we would be using them in our own homes and stuff that we would start the NSA changing their tack to try to do different types of surveillance. And it started with telephony. They were trying to go into yeah. uh, catching phone signals and then they were working on trying to catch more of the – satellite signals of cell phone usage and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even before 9-11, all I really wanted to point out here was that even before 9-11, they were trying to transition themselves into more of an internet gathering data collection right. rather than just a signal data collection. Oh, right. I mean, once once the internet really started to take off, then it was a whole new ball game. Right. You know, then, yeah. then it was just like, okay, how can we take all of this gibberish and mine it and try to make some use of it. And, and I'm, I'm sure that probably human intelligence has been uh, deprecated in many ways simply because, yeah, if you can pull in all this info and you can make some sense out of it, although uh, now whether this is the fault of the NSA not catching the information quick enough or the various agencies not responding to it, no, they did not pick up on the first World Trade Center attack or nine well, eleven. Actually, or the second World actually, Trade Center attack, or yeah, yeah or well, before nine eleven, Boston let's, bomber. Yeah, let, let's say before nine right. eleven, they've been monitoring the the station. What was it in Yemen that they were monitoring yeah. for years? Right, uh, the the main communication house where Osama bin Laden would give orders to his minions to do whatever they wanted. I mean, and then the NSA was following some of the hijackers for a year or two before 9-11. So they knew where they were. They knew what they were doing. They saw what they were doing, and they knew that something was going to happen, but then they prohibited the communication of uh, intelligence officers to the CIA who were also within the NSA to communicate with the CIA about it. So they were they were still running under the old rules of blocking communication between departments they had everything they needed to actually stop the 9-11 hijacking it was just a matter of allowing the communication to happen between the agents who were embedded in the nsa with the actual cia so it's it's shocking and it's appalling and what happened what happened because of that is it was we took 15 giant steps backward because then they decided that what we're going to do is get rid of all that and dismantle all that and do full communication, and therefore everything will be shared, and then we'll we'll be able to get everything right. to other people quicker. But that wasn't the problem. I mean, they could no. have got a court order. They could have. They were following these guys for long enough to say, okay, you can report about them to yeah. your group. Due to you can do a FISA a request. You, sure. you, there were things they could have done. Right. Um, they didn't have to block. Um, the, the reporting of that communication and, inter- and and sharing of intelligence has always been a problem, and I don't think that that has been alleviated by Homeland Security, the Homeland Security Act, or anything no, like that. No, but it's gotten I, them a lot more money. But it's gotten a yeah. lot more money because mm-hmm. because essentially post nine eleven they over have overcompensated, right? And now that all this machinery is in place and nobody knows about it, then it just continues to grow and grow and grow. Although uh, the NSA has been in the news a lot lately beyond Edward Snowden simply because their their newest facility, the Utah mm-hmm. uh, Data Center in Bluffdale. Well, let's just, say, let's just say, first off, I don't think we would know anything if it weren't for people like James Bamford. 
Right. So if you want to know anything about the NSA, if you're curious about the NSA, read a book by mm-hmm. James Bamford. He wrote The Puzzle Palace. He wrote um, The Shadow something. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I don't I know. know what you mean. Yeah. Go read it. He's done plenty of interviews. He wrote a whole Wired article back in 2012 on uh, the Utah Data Center in um, mm-hmm. Bluffdale. I love James Bamford. I can't believe you know he's out there writing these things and and no one used to take him seriously. And then there's whistleblowers. Um, right. There's some whistleblowers like William uh, Binney, I believe his name mm-hmm. is. Uh, people who gave up their job. He gave up his job at the NSA because he saw this turn happen after 2001 where they were working on a project. And, and all the projects, are they have awesome names like Blarney. Project Blarney was... Uh, Telephony, um, they were grabbing all the telephone data and doing all this telephone data collection. But he was working on something called ThinThread. And mm-hmm. ThinThread was the idea that they oh, could, yeah. they could, yeah, if, if you want to jump in and explain it, go for it. Well, you know, you have the rules with the, the was the 14th Amendment you read? Well, the Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment. Mm-hmm. And uh, that they have to follow. And Th- ThinThread had built in a way to uh, allow, you know, they collect information but keep it encrypted. Until they actually can look at it. Well, why don't you and, explain? and avoid yeah. people who are two degrees separated from a terrorist. So if you're suspected to be a yeah. terrorist, but you're two degrees away from someone else, they stop mm-hmm. following people who are you know further away from the actual terrorist. Yeah. But they have this other thing, which is Trailblazer, which is kind of this precursor to the Prism data collection, which was like everybody into the bus. You yeah. Know? You just grab everything. Yeah. Radio yeah. broadcasting, any kind of secure right. communications, it, it was, internet, radio. It and they a, went with Trailblazer. It was more of a sledgehammer approach, yep. and it was a. Yep. Michael Hayden mm-hmm. that that wanted to do Trailblazer and see so basically you can blame him mm-hmm. and it was a stupid idea and it never worked. Well, and no. people, yeah, and yeah, and Thin Thread, they, sh- I mean, it, not that I necessarily want to encourage this, but you know, if you're going to spend your money, Thin Thread was, I guess, you know, the more admirable program. Well, it, not it, that it's necessary. Well, no. Yeah. What they I were trying to do much... is they were trying to honor the Fourth Amendment. Yeah, it, it had a privacy mechanism, so they're you know they, it it wasn't just let's grab it all. Yeah. So right now, what With... they do is they, is is they grab everything and then parse it all into a you know number of databases based on you know keyword searches or frequency or who knows what right. what algorithms at, they at use. least with thin thread they were trying to follow the constitution exactly and now right. it's kind of like everything they've done since eh, not, not so much we'll what's, have a secret fisa court and you know yeah what's the current one they use i, I was totally gonna write this down Prism? oh a boundless informer boundless informer that's the one yeah and that one just grabs everything mm-hmm. and generates this whole nice little you know has this nice little app and generates these color right. maps for you and and not surprisingly when you look at a map of the world it's like the middle east is like bright red and then everything else is you know well we we talked about green. this back in 2005 2006 when there was a lawsuit filed because uh, mark klein i think his name was the 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 analyst at AT&T discovered that uh, there's a secret room on the 6th or 7th floor Right. Of the Folsom uh, Street building of AT&T where there was uh, something being installed and he followed the data. And, and really one of the one of the things that's really fascinating is that, OK, so, <laughs> you know, of all the Internet pipes all around the world, there's a giant pipe that comes in on a beach out in California there that comes in through the beach through a substation and then goes to Folsom. And about 80 percent or so of the data from foreign countries comes through that data center and then – in that AT&T data center, they were installing on the sixth floor a splicer, basically. And what they did is they um, created a splitter that split the fiber optic cable. And through 
uh, a mirror image of all the data being sent through that cable from all foreign countries off the West Coast through that fiber cable into the NSA database. And they were trying to figure out, you know, what are they doing? Are they are they searching it? And and they found uh, plans uh, were declassified of of what they had built and what what got installed. That eventually we realized what they put in that room. So basically, everything is being collected off of that one data pipe through that AT and T facility. But the point of this is that it's foreign intelligence, so it's foreign data being collected. But as a global world, uh, a lot of companies that we all go to, like Facebook or or Google or these companies or whatever your email application is, mm-hmm. if there's outages or shortages or problems that data makes, they will route your data around the world the other side, and your data will go through that anyway. So they're grabbing everybody's yeah. data. It doesn't matter if you're an American citizen or not. They're grabbing everybody's data. If you're on the Internet, the NSA is grabbing everything. And they're trying to grab everything, but there's some... There's sometimes they miss things. So we found out that they've also um, put in other requests at other data centers all around you know, the United States. They have other splitters like this in operation. And they also mm-hmm. you're required to hold data for 16 months or something of these corporations. And they have access to that data as well. So the, the, the idea is they're trying to plug all the leaks and get everything they possibly can and collect it. So that's kind of like boundless informant where they're getting yeah. – Absolutely everything that's going through a pipe. Right. Yeah, that's right. And and <laughs> yeah. uh, besides that, besides, I sound like a crazy man. This sounds like this should be conspiracy episode. I know, and it's 12. yeah, and it's it's truly not. It's <laughs> it's again, people taking advantage of a crisis to put forth their own agendas and government, not supervised, regulated, not of control, and it's mm-hmm. sucking way too much money, too much power, and. Well, your privacy is probably the least of it. They have upwards of $50 billion, and they're Uh spending it on, you know, trying to collect as much of this as possible and keep it. And the problem I have with this is, like, say, as an American citizen, you should have the right to privacy in your personal effects and your personal belongings and everything. I consider email a personal effect. It's like a modern-day letter. So just like a piece of paper, an email is a letter that I would send to a person that I want to have. And everyone says, well, all these corporations are collecting this data on us anyway. I mean, you've got Walmart knows what you buy at Walmart and MasterCard knows what you buy with your MasterCard. But the problem is you can't be indicted by MasterCard. No. You know, you can be indicted by the U.S. government if you're a U.S. citizen. Um, So the fact that everything would become knowledge to them is scary to me, actually. No, it is. And and the doing the research for this podcast made me even more, I don't know, paranoid, I guess, about these kind of things, but also mm-hmm. more resigned to the fact that it's happening, it's going to happen, they're collecting everything, and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it except for, you know, petition my government to try not to do it, blah, blah, blah. And, and President Obama, Mr. You know, Mr. Transparency, <clears throat> went into office and, and totally went Mr. Opaque. And he's yeah. no longer for transparency. No. And, and he's actually lied. I mean, lied with air quotes. He's actually said some half-truths about, about this surveillance, saying that, you know, he went in one of his speeches, said, we're not collecting your phone calls. We can't listen to your phone calls. Right. We only get the data of when you made the call and when you... The metadata. The metadata. And you know what I say as someone yeah. who works with statistics? That's data. 
That's yeah. very crucial. The metadata is more than data. enough. Plus, there's nothing yeah. to say that yeah. they go beyond the right. uh, the envelope. Yeah, there, right. there's the some evidence that they are collecting the oh, content of course. too. Oh, yeah. Why would you stop yeah. at the yeah. metadata? You wouldn't. And the idea right. collect the metadata, you can certainly go farther. <laughs> the idea of the yeah. U, the the Utah data center is that yeah, if they find out that someone commits a heinous crime like the Boston bomber. Then they could go back into his contacts six years and look at who he's talked to for six years and and find out who he might be involved with or who he might have called or listen to conversations. They can listen Mm -hmm. to everything that he's done over those six years. There's a level of incrimination that I just think that, yes, we need to be secure and, yes, it'd be nice if these horrible things didn't Mm -hmm. happen. But I also think that you can't give up all your freedoms and you can't let your government know everything about you because – you need to feel so secure. Well, I mean, I've yeah. I've um, talked to people in my office, or the conversation has come up. This is usually with millennials, but they they will look you right in the eye and give you the McCarthy the McCarthy answer, which is is just like, well, I'm not doing anything, so I I'm not doing anything really suspicious. So I don't really care if they're monitoring. And it's like, well, it's not really the point, but okay. But if, the, if they decide you're doing something to yeah, what suspicious, if they just decide? Then, yeah, yeah what then, if, then you are. Yeah. What if five years from now you have someone like a Rick Santorum who's in office who decides that you know sex before marriage is a criminal offense? Then he can go back six years in the yeah. logs and look at when you might have posted a picture on Facebook <laughs> yeah. of you saying, "Hey, I just had sex before <laughs> marriage." Yeah, Rick yeah. Santorum <laughs> was not right. the result because it was sex with a woman. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there's yeah. ways that these things can can bite back that people don't realize that you all have something to hide. I mean, everyone has something Everyone's to hide. Everyone's got something they didn't want. They, you might have gone to a titty site that you don't want anyone to know about, or you might be looking at whatever. Well, or like, yeah. like I hear people say, there's things you tell your spouse, there's things you tell your parents, there's things you tell your children, there's things you tell your friends. <sighs> right. They're not always the same. No. You don't always say the I'd same I'd be surprised if they were. Group. And, yeah. and the, the fact that the NSA can basically get everything... And your data location, you're carrying a cell phone generally as an American, and it's logging your location data, even if they're not giving it to the NSA willingly, the NSA is collecting it. So the NSA knows where you are at every Mm -hmm. point, no matter where you are, for a number of like six years, and probably longer than that. I'm just saying that they claim that that six years was when they would get rid of data. And and even if we decide, okay, we're just going to shut down the NSA and not have it anymore— Right. We know Great Britain has a similar program. You, you know, I'm sure it's pretty certain that Germany does and, and Russia does and sure. China does. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. somebody's listening right. for sure. Well, exactly. that was that was the astounding yeah. part to me. Yeah. It's like, wow. I mean, a Russian facility doing this would be so much more, I don't know, interesting in some ways. But right. but to have your own government yeah. doing it when you are a proclaimed government of democracy and freedom and respect right. for yeah. the individual privacy <laughs> and liberties of your uh-huh. Not only are Residents. they are they doing it, but they're the pioneers in it. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. No and, doubt uh-huh. about it. We had a conversation before the podcast where it's it's, it's this is like the secret to the atomic bomb. It's so, probably the next Manhattan Project it in is. some ways. If yeah, yeah. I mean, because oh, yeah. can can other countries but, listen in as as efficiently as we do or spend as much money on it? I guarantee you, no, they don't. However. Is that technology going to become cheaper, more mm-hmm. efficient, and we're just going to be opening the door? Uh, will atomic yeah. bombs be easier to make? Well, and so, yeah, people are yeah. going to look for that. And speaking of the atomic bomb, I think I read that actually one of their little offices or list, listening posts are is actually in Oak Ridge, but Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But what's funny is like, when, at what point does uh, something – I've read enough Philip K. Dick. 
Yeah. At what point does something like pre-crime start to show oh, up yeah. where they've figured out by their lattice of information and metadata yeah. that mm-hmm. you put your phone down or you forgot your phone for the first time in two years when you were mm-hmm. going out to do something. What is it that you're doing? Because we noticed that there's also a pattern in your metadata that shows that you're having disagreements with your spouse or you've been having this affair or you've been doing this and someone else yeah. in their metadata shows that they're upset with you uh-huh. and then you left your phone and then you're also taking a car that's not yours and they can put all this together and catch that you're going to do a crime of some sort. It's fascinating and great oh, science yeah. fiction, but mm-hmm. with a Yodabyte facility and oh, I've it, never heard the Yodabyte or whatever. I've never heard the word Yodabyte before. That if, if you got the right <laughs> no. algorithm, you can, you can prove uh, – Statistically, with uh, you know, let's say a ninety-five percent confidence level, that this, Sorry. this person is going out to buy a marijuana joint or Seriously. something like yeah, that. Something yeah. that yeah. we were looking you know. at a p of point zero zero one. So yeah, pretty sure yeah. why we're going to buy a joint. This? Yeah, yep. And but and we should also mention too that yeah, these these are the the biggest net operations that is probably some of the most some of the more scary things the NSA does but they also have the office of tailored access operations or tau mm-hmm. now these are the guys <clears throat> that will sit down and figure this guy down the street who we've mined enough information on and we want to get into his computer specifically mm-hmm. and fuck with him these are the guys that do it <laughs> Well, you know they can do it. Oh, sure they can. So these are kind of like digital agent provocateurs. Yeah, Yeah. essentially. Yes, yes. They're the guys that will say, okay, Mm -hmm. we know that Harry Lipschitz (laughs) is sending a lot of anti-government messages out. Mm -hmm. And he subscribes to all these different uh, blogs and blah, 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 blah. He listens to Tank Ryan. He listens to Tank Ryan. (laughs) That's enough for me. Flag. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go in and we're going to look and see what else he has. Uh And and this is the thing, too, is that, um, you know, the the NSA, (laughs) they've helped because of their expertise in in, uh, cryptography. They've and, and, and this is kind of one of the more insidious parts is like, okay. Let's just say you develop all the technology, all the hacking software, everything you need to mm-hmm. just mine everything, all communications, all human communications. Or you have a specialized unit that can go and just dick with people specifically. And this isn't just somebody in their basement with a workstation. It could be, you know, fairly large corporate setup. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things under the Echelon program is that they were they were accused of is doing a lot of industrial espionage. Right. It's like, oh, how can we help our corporate masters say just a little yeah. bit ahead of those that damn European and that, that's Union. where it gets really insidious. Yeah. You know, if they're just simply trying to protect us from terrorist and uh, foreign country invasions, right. you, you know, in a way that's one thing. But with you know, at least thirty-seven thousand employees, and probably a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are going to be like, "Oh, if I could just help my brother-in-law who's working for this company," sure, and sure, or and there have been documented cases of employees going after uh, former lovers that you know, oh yeah, did, oh, yeah did them wrong. That's the major abuse. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they and and other lovers that they would like to have as lovers, uh, right? And yeah. they call this you know with so the you, police they do these license plate checks all the time. It's a whole lot easier do. to do stalking or, or be a stalker if you you know have the access to the NSA mm-hmm. data. Well, and so so the NSA, yeah. you know, has actually designed a lot of uh, algorithms that are commonly used for encryption on your and workstation. they build back doors in them. Yes, and the back doors <laughs> uh-huh. such as S. 
AHA1, 2, yeah. 3, That's crazy. Uh, AES, and so mm. forth. But beyond that, what they also do is if you come up with uh, some type of cryptography that might be, you know, they might have to work, a, you know, the, the uh, NSA nerds might have to work a little bit harder to crack, they will approach these companies and... and mm-hmm. Probably force them. Or infiltrate. Or infiltrate and, yeah. and, and allow this back door. Well, they also have uh, secret patents. They have yes. the ability to have secret oh, yeah. patents. Can so you under gag order. I'm, I'm sure they have mathematicians and stuff coming up with new yep. new algorithms, new cryptography all the time, and they put them in the patent office. And as soon as someone on the outside comes up with the same idea, yeah. then they can say, oh, no, we have prior art you can't use that that's, that's right ours. yeah that's but, but there's no happened. way yeah. that you can yeah. look up the patent because it's under they... official gag order yeah right so it's like oh now you can't use your new uh <laughs> and by the way now you're on a key. list uh, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah. no shit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you're working for them so yeah. um so some of the supercomputers they have uh they have this one called frostberg which is technologically just a fantastic computer and it's it's almost like a work of art and if you were to see a picture of one, they they have these whole so so it's not like oh there's a bunch of ugly wires and and hardware sticking out. It's all these like beautiful patterns of lights and everything which they uh-huh. use to to check the processing uh, node usage and to run diagnostics. Or it just looks really fucking cool. <laughs> right. They spent a ton of money oh. to make stuff look really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, it would look like a piece of furniture. <laughs> You know, and yeah. you, you'd say, oh, that's like, you know, an objet d'art or something. It's like, uh-huh. no, it's a supercomputer well, capable start, of. Yeah, you start yeah. hearing of the computations they're capable oh of. Oh, my it's God. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And then you think, oh, yeah, no, we've got great encryption on this, you know, if you're using TrueCrypt or something like that. No, they could crack that, <laughs> True, I'm sure. TrueCrypt. Yeah. Another thing they did is I think it's kind of like the sort of main control area for all of it or at least yeah. par- part of it. They set it up to kind of look like the bridge of the Enterprise. And we're talking a lot of mathematicians yes. here. So we're oh, like, come on. they totally mm-hmm. nerded yeah. out. So they <laughs> they got all these stations and they got the <laughs> chair right in the middle. And then they got the big screen <laughs> on the front. And they're totally. Healing frequencies <laughs> definitely not open, sir. Yes. <laughs> hey, Milton, where are you going today? I'm going to go up to the Enterprise. To the uh, bridge. Yeah. No one's out there tonight. I, w- so. I was told I could play my radio. <laughs> I was told I even kept Kirk for a reasonable length of time every day. <laughs> During my lunch hour. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask you to move your desk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's my tricorder. We're going to listen in on the Pacific Pipe, yeah. (laughs) So um, we should talk a little bit about the Utah Data Center. Just because it's fascinating. So and this, it's up and running about now. Sort of, no, not well, quite. Well, no, this is weird. Because this is when you, when you enter into this whole paranoia. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about this, but then a little bit about internally the polygraph testing and so forth. And now, uh, since Snowden, they mm-hmm. have the two-man rule now. Yes, yes. So, oh, yeah. so that, you know, just like just like they did in the Cold War for Minuteman command, missile right. commanders. Yeah, one guy have, on each key. One guy on mm-hmm. each key. And these dudes, they lived, you know... Like you'd see these these films from the Cold War, fascinating stuff. So they'd be in these little you know Levittown homes, mm-hmm. and there'd be you know, hey Bill, hey Ernie, you know, and they yeah. live right next door to one another. Their kids would be playing, their wives know one another, and everything. And they're going in their little Air Force uniforms, uh-huh. getting their identical cars. They go to the facility, they go way down underground, and they got their keys and they got their go codes, and they just practice, practice, practice. Uh-huh. <laughs> in a uh, Green Valley, Arizona, you can tour uh, a Titan missile. Uh, oh, silo. oh, well, I've seen that. And, 
Go ahead. And, and, you know, you get to see all the stuff. I just, it's a good tour. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's actually the, the Titan missile that was used in the Star Trek, the one with the Zephyrin Cockburn or whatever oh, his name um, is. Oh, yeah. Generation? No. Um, the uh, oh, first, first Contact? First Contact. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank Not you. TOS. No, yeah. I, what I was going to say is I saw the one where they had converted a missile silo into a home. And oh, yeah. yeah. The guy was doing like bongo drum circle hippie He was a hippie. Stuff. He was a hippie. He lived out like it was like North Dakota or something. I know. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. God, that'd be my dream house. It would be for me, too. Except yeah. when you went up you went up to the top level and there was nothing but, you know, like air funnels and everything and just a whole lot of flat yeah. as far as you could see. Wow. Like, oh. oh, man. So, so I've been happy. So Bluffdale is, is, uh, is a... Um, City in Utah. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they had to change their borders just to accommodate the facility. Yeah, essentially, yes, they did. <laughs> uh, gerrymandering at its absolute <laughs> yeah, worst. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Utah, and uh, let me say this about Utah. Utah is is a very beautiful state. I love desert. Mormons? Kind of, no, I don't love Mormons, <laughs> but, I, but I do love, you know, kind of desert territory. Some Mormons so are beautiful. So Utah has got, you know, I mean, you just name it, they've got it. Mm-hmm. But it also has a whole lot of crazy. Palm trees, no. So Bluffdale is also the home of one of the nation's largest sect of polygamists, the Apostolic United Brethren, with upwards of 9,000 members. And Mm -hmm. that's probably only just the wives. But they have, you know, a chapel, a school, a sports field, an archive and everything. And membership has doubled since 78. Well, if you got 10 wives, yeah, that shit's going to happen. I mean, that's how the Mormons got so many butts in the seats to begin with is, yeah, if you got 10 sister brides, yeah, you're going to, you know, well, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Be that as it may. Do the math. Yeah, do the math, people. <laughs> Find a cryptologist. So so the ground was broken on this facility in 2011. And so this is this is under Obama's watch. This is not under George Bush. George Bush tried to do the Total Information Awareness Program. And then he even had a logo for it, and it was the eye in the pyramid. It's like, God, can you do something to creep people out just a little bit fucking exactly. more? Nice move, x Lax. So everyone was going like, no, you know what? Yeah, 9-11 was bad, but holy shit. Isn't the NSA logo now like a bird, like an eagle? I'm sorry, a bird, an eagle with an sh- American shield and like holding a key of well, St. Yeah. Peter or yeah, St. Simeon or whatever? Uh, I think it's St. Simeon. Yeah, yeah, well, it's actually, and, they ch- Simeon was too ethnic, so they had to change it to St. Peter. Oh, did they really? Yeah, that's why it's St. Peter. But well, yeah, now, that's the key thing. Now, that... now, Victor, are we talking about the NSA or are we talking about the United States Cyber Command? <laughs> I'm not I sure be a part anymore. Of the cyber command. Yeah, I, cyber do, command. Do, do, I just want. I want a T-shirt that leadership. says. I want a hat that says. I want a coffee mug that says that. That's all yeah. I'm asking for. Look, my coffee mug says Cyber Command head. Yeah, <laughs> best head of Cyber Command. Yeah, <laughs> best head. <laughs> So, anyway, so they could open- probably like fund a good chunk <laughs> yeah, of Cyber Command by hot, just selling t shirts. With hot cop. <laughs> yeah. When you fill it with a hot liquid, the, of Cyber the logo Command disappears. goes away. It's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's you just standing there naked. Yeah. A penis on the other side. A penis nice on the other tar side. Penis a tar on the other penis. Side. <laughs> yes. It all comes back. It's all six degrees of separation from Walt Disney in some form or fashion. Yeah. I don't know why these nodules keep showing up tar penis. <laughs> so, so anyways, these, so the NSA, wherever they, they have a facility, they, they start expanding, expanding, expanding. So right. whatever they say, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll just put a little uh, building over there, just a little outbuilding. You won't think anything of it. Well, pretty soon they're taken up. It's a whole city. Yeah. It's a whole mm-hmm. city. And this is the same thing with Boffdale. So then they're pulling in all this power again. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. 
Well, now they're they're trying to power this facility up. They've had over ten fires, and not not little tiny fires like oh uh, the wastebasket's on fire. No, the power they're trying to generate through there is the, is is so intense that it's arcing, it's melting the casing and That's starting crazy. huge electrical so they're fires. They're just trying to. Pull too many amps yeah. through the through their but, transformers. Or whatever. I don't know. They didn't bother to to enlist the help of an electrical engineer or anyone. Yeah, but which quite frankly is just math. And I they <laughs> yeah have you think enough firepower. <laughs> yeah, but they but they still can't figure it out. Now now that now this is where I w- I would kind of go into the area of the paranoid. It's like okay, so it's still the the Utah Data Center facility is still not up because of all these fires, or it really is up, and that's disinformation. I don't yeah. know. You don't know my <laughs> guess. I bet it's a subcontractor using a cheaper part. You know, it could be, be that simple. Day. I yeah. mean, it was like a 43-cent chip that made NORAD think that a flock of Canadian geese were missiles coming over the ice cap. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Everyone was on DEFCON 4, and it's like, oh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry, guy. <laughs> well, I guess in that uh, new uh, oil field, and yeah, it's in North Dakota or some state around there, maybe Wyoming. I, I just heard there's a huge oil spill in a wheat field. Where a, a nice. pipe is going through, mm. and, awesome. and they think uh, it all came through a, like a quarter inch hole, a quarter inch or half inch hole out of the pipe, and then it, it's, it's, it's like the biggest inland oil spill ever. Great, yeah. and then and then if there's any fracking fields nearby, I'm sure that'll ignite. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all okay because America's having an energy boom. Right. Don't you know that? We're like the number one uh, energy producer now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're sitting on this huge, like, bubble of gas. But, yeah, yeah. other than that, yeah, everything's ace. One fart and it's all gone. It's yeah. all done, people. Pull my finger. That's our state motto. It should be our state motto, actually. Pull my finger. Maybe it is. I mean, I don't know. Does anyone know Latin? I don't know. <laughs> What is the Latin for pull my finger? Time, you know, we'll have people writing in. That'll be the tank Let us know if you know what the Latin for pull my finger is. Uh, feedback tank ride, pull my finger. Because we want to know. I want to put that on a mug. So so one of the things is, if, so if you, if you join the NSA, and the reason for this is, you know, they have the travel restrictions and everything else because they have had employees defect to the Soviet Union. They've had whistleblowers. Right. They've had leakers before. Before you say anything, much like truth serums, polygraphs are bullshit. They are bullshit. They're totally bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're right up there's there. There's no with, truth serum. With, there's no truth yeah. polygraph. I mean, if you believe in that, then but, you might as well believe in Scientology e-meters. Right. Because that's horseshit, too. But right? every NSA employee has to go through a polygraph they do, test. They do. They do. Yes. Or they did. I don't know. Maybe, maybe well, they still do. No, they, yeah. uh, well, apparently, if, well, as far as we know. As far as we know. Yeah. So they... they embarrassing. You basically have to, uh, if you refuse to take them, you will be fired. So mm-hmm. there's no option. You have to take them. Yeah. And they will ask you all these embarrassing personal questions. And they actually have had people who are guilty of felonies confess. I find that utterly, utterly well, fascinating. Because they just last hours. They just wear you down. I pay, yeah. I, yeah. Pay, I pay good money to watch one of those. I'm sorry, but I'm dying of curiosity why someone would yeah. a engage in that, b confess to a felony. Like, well, yeah, I, I'm just it, it fa- my brain can't hardly fathom that. It's fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yet it doesn't work because they have had breaches in security. Well, I mean, they don't of catch everyone. Do. Yeah. I mean, so. William Binney and Drake before uh, before Snowden. I mean, yeah. that's Dr- not going to stop people who have actual. Problems with what the NSA is doing yeah. from yeah. reaching. Now, with Drake, he was the one that um, 
was the whistleblower on the Thin Thread versus Trailblazer right. and debacle. William, William Binney worked with him on that as well. And okay. was also a whistleblower yeah. on that. And that's I, when they turned a corner. And, and I know all the charges against Drake were dropped. Except right. for a minor charge, I believe. Oh, okay. I think there was one minor charge they kept. But uh, okay. what if, what Well, if, here's what they did to William Binney. Like, um, they, they, they told him, oh, no, you're not in any trouble at all. And then all of a sudden he was in the shower a year later or something, 2007, I believe. And FBI did a raid of his house. They raided his house. They took mm-hmm. his laptop. They put his whole family under you know lock and key mm-hmm. while they pulled him and interrogated him in a towel on the back porch right. about his involvement with being a whistleblower. And he'd been cleared of any wrongdoing, and they terrorized him anyway. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's fascinating. It's scary. Uh, these guys put their ass on the line when they become whistleblowers. I'm yeah. always on the side of a whistleblower, and the government's supposed to be. Whistleblowing mm-hmm. is a way of getting the truth out there when something's happening within an organization that actually breaks the rules of either the organization or the country. Right. And when you're the NSA and you're breaking, you've got the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution, and then you've got these other FISA court ideas where you're supposed to be under secrecy or you sign a classified agreement with your employer, like Booz Allen, mm-hmm. which uh, Snowden worked for, but he's also supposed to uphold the Constitution. At some point, those are going to disagree with each Conflict, other, and you have to yeah. decide, you know, yeah. what am I going to agree with more, and how do I get the information out? Benny decided to stay within the system. So did this other guy. Um, Sam Adams was a guy who... Um, uh, died in the Vietnam War, I believe. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, he didn't die in the Vietnam War, but he was trying to be a whistleblower and trying to follow all the rules and, and trying to get out the fact that there were lies being told to the American people. And the official channels all failed him, and he went to his grave upset that that he could never get the official story out. So there's the Sam Adams Excellence in Intelligence Award. Edward Snowden was just given the Sam Adams Award, and I think Benny was given it previously, where all the uh, award givers, whatever, flew to uh, mm-hmm. Russia to give the Sam Adams Award to uh, Edward Snowden. The yeah. idea is he should have a right to look out for the Fourth Amendment and look out for the Constitution yeah. against his classified position. You know, right, this is an evolving story, but right now I haven't seen anything really that Edward Snowden did wrong. And, and the, well, he did uh, break his classified a, duties. He did, yeah, but well, I mean on, on a morality level. You know, no, I don't think he you know did, what I mean. For, from the information that that he released, I think he was very careful not to release anything about ongoing operations. But it was more or less yeah. blowing the whistle on domestic surveillance and the, you know the immensity of it. So, so no, I don't think it was like uh, the soldier who blew out all that information on WikiLeaks. But WikiLeaks did a very good job of redacting a lot of that as yeah. well. Well, they didn't actually. Mm-hmm. I think WikiLeaks. I, you know, I like Julian Assange. I, I do like WikiLeaks. I'm I like sure. what they were trying to do. I think Julian Assange is is like an imperfect vessel well, at best. But let's just I, say the concept was good. Yeah. But yeah. let's just yeah. let's just say this. Let's just say this about all these people. The main thing that happens is personal attacks. Mm-hmm. So rather than care about the content of the message, everyone cares about. Well, no, they're a douchebag or they're a shithead or whatever they are. I mean, yeah, everyone has problems, but I mean, we're not saying that about anyone in the U.S. government. But the immediate thing that happened with Edward Snowden was everyone tried to attack his character because that's the initial reaction is let's attack Julian Assange's character. Then let's attack Edward Snowden's character. Let's go for character assassination and then we'll deal with. But but I know, you know, 
that Julian Assange is a complicated character. I know he, he you know is, that. Well, that's probably the best way to say it. He's <laughs> a complicated know. character. No, I don't believe the smear campaigns. And you're right. That is the first thing that they do. It's a tried and it's true easy. method. In fact, yeah. there's a couple movies coming out about WikiLeaks very right. soon, in, including uh, one with Khan. Right, right. Well, there's a there's a documentary, and then there's the then there's the Cumberbatch or whatever yeah. Cumberbatch. Uh, uh, film, but one thing that with Snowden, it, it already came out that they were trying to say that while he was working for the CIA, yeah. that he, you know he had been uh, found doing something un, right. untoward, and and he'd right. been almost let go. And then his direct superior came out and said that's totally not true. I don't know where that came from. So I mean, they're already trying a smear campaign from the inside against no. Snowden to yeah. say no, that, that's very true. Way, and, I mean, the NSA can't win here because even if it was true, then why the heck did you hire him? Right. Let him yeah. even let him close to this stuff. I guess he got stuff. through that polygraph. Well, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, did they ever solve the problem of a sociopath on a polygraph? Because I don't know that they have. They wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't be able to. Polygraphs aren't able to. All a polygraph can ever do, just so you know, is catch when someone gets nervous about something. Or heart rate increases. Or, right. or and perspiration. Usually, and usually that is in uh, – usually what they do is they match that against questions where they they ask you questions that raise your heart rate. Right. That, that is something truly embarrassing in some ways so mm-hmm. they can get a reference value. They establish a baseline. Right. So you yeah. establish your baseline and then you ask more innocuous questions. Then you ask a surprising question and then you check their surprise response based on yeah. how surprised they are to something that they're truthful about to how surprised they are to something that they're going to lie about and then what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a value after the curve. But yeah, your blood your blood pressure is variable. Your heart rate is variable. These are all good things. And, and then there's some sweat measure as well. Right. Um, but in general, there's nothing that you can prove with any of these measures. No. And, and, really. and if you're aware of how the polygraph works, you can, you, you can actually it. control your uh, sure you, you can. Know, c- control your nervousness mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. And obviously people, many people have beat polygraph tests. Yeah, I forget you know, the name yeah. of the maneuver, but there's a maneuver... Um, the Valsalva maneuver. Uh, it's a way to clamp down your gut and uh, create either a heightened blood pressure or to adjust your blood pressure by uh, clamping down your gut in a certain way. So you can totally play with your blood pressure, and it's a good thing that your blood pressure is a Or if you even thing. raise it higher mm-hmm. and then... Yeah. And then as you're answering questions, it gets lower, <laughs> yeah. then... There's th- ways to game these yeah. things. And actually, people have gone to prison mm. for showing other people how to game a polygraph, sure. which I think is utterly ridiculous because a polygraph is a completely useless piece of shit. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's pointless. It's a no. pointless no, tool. It doesn't have I can't believe that this one guy went to jail for that. No, yeah, it's... it'd be like showing someone how to game a uh, a palm reading Yeah. Right, test. right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, shall we... Uh... Well, we'll wrap it up. Sure. Um, I want to say I'm pro pro whistleblower. I, I think that uh, the NSA is a very important organization that gets way too much money and not enough oversight. Not enough oversight shouldn't yeah. be shouldn't be investigating innocent Americans and should be spending its time actually doing more signal intelligence and less right. wholesale collecting of all our metadata and yeah. data, data from the internet. I think if they actually had an independent analysis to see how efficient. They were at actually catching bad guys, right? given their methods. I'm guessing they would be extremely inefficient. I'm a little bit tired of just looking at these news stories where they name somebody that I've never heard of before, and then Mm -hmm. they say they've done all this other stuff. Oh, and we killed them in a drone strike. Or we grabbed them in a raid in North Africa or whatever, and it's like, okay, Well, they've actually never – they've never proved – I think in in, that's one of the problems of the FISA court is the FISA court – 
doesn't really they get one side of the story they get the government side of the story and then they right. say well yeah. i guess we'll have to do what you want because we don't know who else would have an objection because we're not allowed to talk to anybody so yeah, we have to take your word for secret. it and they've done thousands of requests and they're a rubber stamp for an organization that has no oversight so the fisa court can't provide oversight i was against the patriot act when it started Right. I think that that should be repealed. I've been yeah. hoping that it would get repealed. Oh, yeah. It's now going to be a couple of years or so before it's even got a chance at being it struck It just keeps down. getting robo-re-signed. And... There's a possibility that the Congress in its current state, even full of Republicans as it is, who should be for their individual liberties, um, might actually shoot it down or write something that could go up to the president. And I'd be, I'd be totally impressed if the Senate and Congress, if they sent something up to the president and the president had to veto it, Mm-hmm. Because it was against the Patriot Act, that would like put such a hard spin on who he really is. It would that, say you're that's really a actually bot a man. bill that could be supported by both the liberal Democrats yes. and the Tea Party the Republicans. Tea Party you Republicans would think, could yeah. really support this. Yeah, yeah, you would think it'd be fun but, to watch Obama squirm, and it'd be yeah. really great if he actually would sign it. But uh, it'd be even weirder if he vetoed it and it would show his true colors, I think. I think so, uh-huh. too. And and I, th- I think it's the NSA is the most obvious example, but there's mm-hmm. been a whole structure created post 9-11. Right. right. This this overreaction. It's to hard security. to tear down those buildings once they're built. Yeah. And that's that's the real problem is mm-hmm. that we they're operating without any public knowledge or mm-hmm. certainly probably much oversight. And little stories like Snowden and so forth bubble up. But, yeah, there's a lot of house cleaning that should be done. Obama has uh, – one of the things Snowden said was that even though he had been collecting this information previous to Obama becoming president, that he didn't release it right away. He's simply because out. He thought Obama would be the one to turn this around mm-hmm. and, of course, was disappointed as well. Well, Obama campaigned on that and he, he didn't. One thing I'd yeah, point out yeah. also is that the Electronic Frontiers Foundation is there. They're uh, – Yep. Working on a lot of lawsuits right now, and, and they've failed at a lot of mm-hmm. them because the Supreme Court has refused to hear them, but they're working up more now, especially because of Obama. So if you want to donate to Tank Riot, please do. If you want to uh, defer and donate to the Electronic Frontier Foundation, they're taking donations as well, Yeah, um, and they're doing a yeah. lot of good work. Lawsuits are going to help, uh, but I also think uh, Congress and getting more information out there is going to turn this tide a little bit. Okay. Very good. good luck Should we go to Mailbag, gentlemen? Sure. Mailbag. I have one from um, Mike McGeehan, and uh, he said that he loves the show. He said, uh, whenever I see it on my tank, my iTunes queue, I know I have uh, uh, a good two days worth of laughs during my daily walks. Um, he said, just a heads up, that Mental Floss included The Day the Clown Cried in an article uh, on its website about the truth behind 10 movie urban legends, which I did see actually. Yeah, and, I read that. It was very good. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's just really hilarious because it's, it's become this, um, golden fleece, really this, <laughs> this kind of, you know, like everyone talks about it, wants to see it. And when Jerry was actually talked uh, asked about it fairly recently, just said, yeah, I, it's awesome for me to just keep the mystery going and, <laughs> you know. So, I don't buy the whole lawsuit thing, but yeah, no, I no, <laughs> yeah, it's a new twist, but it still doesn't seem like we're going to see it anytime soon. No, no. I got one from Sean who says he's also a fellow Wisconsin resident. 
uh, long time, first time. Uh, listening to another fave podcast this morning, wanted to toss it your way. The second half of the show touches on the GMO Monsanto subject and basically backs up your opinion coverage in the Conspiracy Theories 11 episode. Keep up the good work, boyos. And then he sent a link to uh, the skepticsguide.org uh, podcast. So Skeptics Guide to the Universe. Um, yeah. I've, I noticed it. I, I like those guys a lot. Um, I've listened to it. Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, more of a science-based skeptic podcast, and uh, I like them. They're great. Stephen Avella is, like, a really, really smart guy. And um, yeah. it was great because I listened to their episode, which came out a few days or something after ours, and they had this great little section on GMO and then um, I listened to the one even after that, and they, they're following up with that GMO segment. And I was nice. To, it felt nice to be vindicated. Yes. <laughs> felt nice to have someone agree with me. Or were they just copying us? They were copying us. Oh, yeah. He, he listened to us, and then he just threw... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. But hey, uh, everyone go to the Skeptics Guide and then send them a note saying, hey, check out Tank Riot. They were there first. They're awesome. I felt the same way when American Experience did the Henry Ford episode. Yeah, exactly. like, we did it first. Come we on. did it better. We brought up the whole Nazi connection. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that was good stuff. I got an email from uh, Dan from the uh, United Kingdom. He wants to point out a show that they have over there. It's called Utopia, and it's uh, broadcast by Channel 4. It goes into different conspiracy thrillers and stuff like that such as uh, GMOs, vaccinations, shadow governments, assassinations, false flags, etc. And uh, I guess the first season is only six episodes long, but that's typical for BBC. Oh, sure. So thank you, Dan, for that recommendation, and hopefully it'll be available in the U.S. so we can see it too. Yeah, no, I, I haven't been able to find that. I have a couple from uh, Mark Griffin. Oh, geez. Uh, regarding emergency. Uh, Tor mentioned in the last yeah. podcast that he was yeah. enjoying Emergency, and he was saying— We scoffed, uh, scoffed. Yeah, we scoffed, and he said, me, I, I did not like the quick judgment Sputnik and Victor gave Emergency. <laughs> uh, watch some episodes and get a clue. You watch Mad Men to chill and don't get Emergency? Christ! So <laughs> then, I get Emergency, but I was nine when I last saw it. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to see—you know, if, if I want to watch any of the Jack Webb shows, I want to see—because um, it's like— uh, Dragnet, Adam-12, Emergency, see. bring back Project Blue Book. Yes, I want to see Project <laughs> yeah. Blue Book. Project I used Blue to... Book is so awesome. Yeah, I remember the teacup flying saucer. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. and then you yeah. had the two guys in the, the, the blue galaxy, and they're yeah. you know totally doing a read in Malloy. Yeah, I remember going, that. The hey, nice suits, yeah. So what do you think? What do you mean? <laughs> nice uniforms, sure. whatever they had. You know, just real yeah. terse and, you know. Early yes. X-Files. Yes. So, so then Mark Griffin <laughs> writes back and said, in fact, if I can offer another five-minute topic, you guys should discuss our right to refuse treatment. That just happened in an episode of Emergency I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the neat thing about Emergency. You guys are they... living in the same timeline, Tor. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> they do cover, you know, serious medical topics that, and, and you know, fire department topics and, and the contra- you know the problems they encounter and how they sol- uh, solve them. So mm-hmm. it is kind of an, a, you know, a neat show. No, and, you just shot me. fire at... trucks. Come on. You just shot me at every turn i wasn't expecting you know i'm 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 watching bewitch from beginning to end you know <laughs> yeah no i have mentioned emergency like numerous no, times i know on you like party. emergency yeah. no no there's nothing well wrong with emergency it. It, you're getting an emergency t-shirt it's for really you know what I, the only thing that was, was funny about emergency was uh when they would call rampart and the one doctor yeah. was always standing there like <laughs> 
you know, like you'd, you'd figure they would have like a call center or something, but he was just using like a wall phone in just on the other side of a do- open doorway. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Rampart here. What do you got? You know, <laughs> what were you just walking by in the way to the shitter? Or well, something? they had the, some, they have some special radio equipment and yeah, stuff that's true too. Uh, too, but sometimes they call in on just the regular telephone. If they're right. in someone's house, they just, just dial the phone. So it, <laughs> nice. and the little red light goes off. Yeah. It's some classic stuff. All right. I got one from Brock uh, who says, uh, let's see. Oh, it's organic food. Uh, During the outbreak of foodborne illness a few years ago, I think they first thought it was tomatoes, but it turned out to be peppers. There was a University of Minnesota doctor doing an interview on the radio. I guess the University of Minnesota has a department that tracks food contaminations. Anyway, the doctor said something that really summed it up for me. I don't care if my lettuce is organic or not. I just don't want a bout of diarrhea after eating a salad. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think that says it all. Yeah. So. Right. And that's, you know, even if you don't use any pesticides or anything like that, you still have to wash off your lettuce. Yes. Yeah. It's always, well, it's yeah. always a good idea. I don't always do it, but yes, it's always a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Truly. Wash your lettuce off, no matter also, where it comes from. Also, he said he has an urban legend from South Dakota brother-in-law. If you Ooh. fill up your gas tank on a credit card, then go try to use it to buy two pairs of high-end athletic shoes. Your credit card will be put on hold. Uh, based on the thought that this is what criminals use, do when they steal your card. And I've heard this many, many times. They um, take up and get sneakers? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you, when you steal a card, you, you basically will, you know, fill a tank of gas and then go buy two pairs of shoes, one for well, you and one hilarious. for your buddy. John Dvorak <laughs> has been talking about this for, I don't know, years on This Week in Tech. So I'm going to have to try it one of these days. I think that maybe on my next paycheck or something, I'll go fill up a tank of gas, <laughs> buy two pairs of shoes, but I'm at a credit union, so maybe I'll have to use a MasterCard or something and <laughs> okay. see if that happens. Sounds good. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I think it might be true. I've got one from Ryan Reese Beltran, and he said, So I'm listening to the latest Conspiracy Theory edition of your podcast in my car, and I shit you not, the strangest thing just happened. I was sitting at a traffic light, and coming towards me was a car with a huge green thing on top of it. It looked like a large pickle guy because it had eyes and a mouth. So I was watching it approach, and the car had vinyl stickers plastered all over it with Say No to GMO written on them. I would say that is a sign from Jesus saying not to eat genetically altered foods. Wouldn't you say the same thing? <laughs> yeah, that's right up there as reliable with the uh, sidewalk drawing I saw, yeah. I think. yeah. And he ended it with yours in service. I love that. Yours, yes. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> I've got one from uh, Adam. And uh, he had to tell us about this uh, XKCD uh, comic that he saw. And uh, it, it's in reference to the Ayn Rand episode. Anyway, I think I can actually explain an XKCD comic. Yeah, but you, over won't get the the, you won't get the metadata. Yeah. That's anyway, okay. There's a stick figure sitting at a computer <laughs> and another stick figure with a hat standing over his shoulder. Heisenberg. So, <laughs> yeah, That's it. So the guy at the computer said, this Ayn Rand number generator you wrote claims to be fair, but the output is based towards certain numbers. And the other guy says, well... Biased. Oh, I'll put his... Bi- <laughs> oh, yeah, the printout didn't show the eye very well. It's it's all squishy. Yeah, um, it's biased towards certain numbers. And the other guy says, well, maybe those numbers are just intrinsically better. Uh, <laughs> I have one nice. from... Uh, uh, John Scrivener, and he said, you guys haven't done a conspiracy episode for a long time, and I think you could expand off this recent documentary I saw on Netflix called Room 237. So I watched Room 237. Uh, yeah. 
And I got. I've s- had zero time. I've okay. had zero <laughs> time. All right. Yeah, I <laughs> think I, I put it in my queue. Okay. <laughs> I know you discussed Kubrick uh, a while ago, but the film is worth the watch and the mention. But the one conspiracy tie-in is that it, it that he helped uh, film the fake moon landing, and The Shining had has messages explaining this. That get tied into there. Yes, it did. Okay, now, good, good. No, it is truly worth watching. Yeah, but it's hilarious because. It's all these little vignettes of all these different people and all their all their takes on The Shining. But they don't really show them. They no, just no. show like... Yeah. They'll just yeah. like put the person's name and they'll say, oh, <laughs> so when I went to see The Shining, I noticed... And then they'll always show like this people in the theater and they, they show that big craning shot where they, you know, go into the island, you know, mm-hmm. the helicopter shot. From Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and it's all these people talking about, you know, stuff that they notice and they tie together in The Shining. And it's really funny to watch because, you know, people will pick the damnedest things out of it. Like the, this one. That's hand. what we're designed to do. I know, exactly. We're built for that. So yeah. there was there were scenes where like some people were standing in the storeroom and there were I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that baking powder calumet mm-hmm. and it, it's it's been around like forever and it, it it's just like this big can with uh, like an Indian head on it. Oh, okay, and, yeah. and so then he was tying this all together to you know America's treatment of the Indians, and I mean <laughs> oh, it's everyone Jesus comes up and they Christ. they just take all this shit and they just tie it in, and as the, as the movie progresses, they get just you know wilder and wilder. It's it's definitely wow. worth oh, watching. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean that, that's just a little taste. Wow. I'm just giving you a little taste. That was like the first one. Yeah. You know wow. we're too so, close to our conspiracy episode. I I don't know if I can handle it. You know. It's it's funny. Have a couple beers mm-hmm. and just watch it because. You know, because I mean, we've all watched The Shining, and we're mm-hmm. all Kubrick fans and everything. Yeah. And, um, w- and like just when you watch, because because every one of these people has seen this movie like multiple multiple right. times. So obviously, you know, you, you know, they're, and they're probably people who've read the book, and then you know, seen the movie. So and you know, we're the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you see a movie that you enjoy, or it's based on a book that you enjoy, after a while, you're just you're you're looking at everything but really what's going on in the mm-hmm. movie. So you you start to like focus on shit that you know you probably shouldn't. Be. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one of them. like for instance for me like the Thin Man movies. I love Art Deco. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all, all I'm doing is I'm, I'm totally not watching what uh, Nick and Nora are doing. I'm just looking at all the really cool sconces, and all <laughs> right. this, you know, statuary uh-huh. and everything. I'm not really pulling anything meaning from that <laughs> other than the fact that I would love to have that. Well, you should pull some meaning and write an essay or something. <laughs> That's right. I got another one from uh, M. Duncan, who's, uh, you know, g- guys, I got to say, I got a lot of good feedback about the organic food thing. So yeah. I just really want to say I'm thrilled about this. But anyway, he says... I'm listening to the latest show. Holy geez. Thank you for making those points about GMO. I'm lucky to have a friend that is a scientist, and we've had many similar conversations. He brought up a lot of issues that I feel like most people don't consider. It was a very nuanced uh, segment. Exactly why I listen to you guys. There's plenty of reasons to not like big monolithic corporations like Monsanto, but half-baked arguments and conspiracy theories certainly don't help people make a case against them. Anyway, I just wanted to get in there with a message of support. Dude, I really, really, really appreciate that. I, I was expecting an onslaught of hatred, and I just hope that I, I hope that our people who believe the hype against Monsanto or or think organic food or GMOs are going to kill everybody, right? I hope they listen to the whole episode and didn't just like yeah. cancel their subscription and stop <laughs> right. listening. And yeah. I hate you um, because I mean, uh-huh. I still like you guys. I still love my listeners who believe in uh, GMO foods, but. But I just wanted a, I just want a little bit of more reasoned discussion about it That's out it. there. Yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> right. yeah, just because it, it comes from a left-leaning source, don't <laughs> just take that as like, oh, well, there must be something to that. 
Yeah. No, no. Right. Yeah. D- dig into the science. Make sure the studies you're reading are actually peer-reviewed <laughs> right. and backed up and and, right. and and that kind of thing. And and then tell me you're sorry for disbelieving me. That's right. Yeah. Tell me you're sorry. <laughs> Think about what you did. And Well, I, I you know, I think we'll end the mailbag with this one if you don't mind. Not you have, okay, This one is, comes from Subcat2. And he said, thank heavens, another show. You guys saved my life at work each night, so as I have probably listened to all of your previous shows and doing my crappy job. Your work is greatly appreciated, and I want you guys to know that the length of your programs is never too long. Just wish they were longer. <laughs> we get a lot of that. We do. <laughs> wow. Um, There's just only so much beer. Yeah, very true. It's but a he, limited supply. But he goes on to say, <laughs> I live in Oklahoma, which could serve as a, so- a focus group for Fox News with the same bullshit views as they feature in their programming. I was shocked that a place like Wisconsin would go for the same crap that is a way of life here. I think the writer Sinclair Lewis had us in mind when he said that when fascism came to America, it would would be in a Bible wrapped in an American flag or something like that. Well, the prototype is on display in this state. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, keep up the good work and pour a little wild turkey out for your followers here in Oklahoma because you have plenty. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's so probably said, true. We're we shocked have... about it, too. <laughs> Subcat. <Really? laughs> Anyways, yep. we're we're approaching a uh, little baby Jesus. Uh, oh, not this, quite, not quite. But yes, I know. I mean, I just I I feel like I have a little bit of an emotional buffer because we haven't hit Halloween yet. That to me keeps me sane until we hit the axis of holiday evil, which is Thanksgiving, Sacred Baby Festival, New mm-hmm. Year's. Well, maybe for next podcast we can hit some Pennsylvania Dutch early. That's <laughs> I don't even know if they sell that shit before a certain date. And that's no, probably, no, it's okay. probably illegal. I think so. I would I would hope. And that's fine. Yes. And it's fine. You know, just like No, uh, I gotta get my ass out to the theater. I wanna see that uh, gravity film. That does look interesting. It yeah. does looking really good. I'm hearing three D is the way to go. I'm hearing it's yes. good. That actually, it's, but you know, yeah. actually it's funny that you brought that up because the a lot of the reviews that I was reading, you know, at first they were kind of like confused, like no! Why would you do a movie about, you know, space? Because, you know, it's not really right, like right. the space race or anything like that. It's it's not something that's preeminent in people's thoughts or anything. And, and it's like then people started to get it and think, oh, yeah, it's just a showcase for all these special effects. And you go to an IMAX and you see a 3D. But and so, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the movie got a lot of and everyone mm-hmm. is really impressed well, with. There's the, a lot of they, nerd buzz against it because there's a couple minor squibbles about, you know, life in zero G that they got right. wrong a little bit. But I think they really understood what they were doing. And those were complications they were willing to accept. Right. But you know, I, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, is that that they, they kind of in a certain way sort of dick themselves out of the, the home market, which is a significant part of any movie's financial run, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. unless you've got the right. big tube and. Well, it's actually, you know, it's it's doing well in theaters, and it's making me think after a few weeks that it might still be there, that I can yeah. actually get out and see it. By the time you hear this, I'm sure it'll be gone. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I hope to get to see it in 3D. I, you know, I've heard, yeah. I've heard that that's the way to see it, but Gentlemen, otherwise I'll just watch it at home. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, I do suggest a Tank Riot movie outing, mm-hmm. Bad Grandpa. Oh, with oh, the, the uh, jackass, jackass. Knoxville. Yeah, because yeah, he did that in some of the other jackass movies too. Right, he dressed yeah. up like an old man and started doing all this weird shit. I mean, now they're doing this whole movie goofing on people. It's like I am so all over this. <laughs> my my son saw the uh, preview yep. and came on like you know during prime time. He's like, oh cool. <laughs> I'm like 
It's all right. You got to be 17 to see. <laughs> yeah. My daughter saw the trailer on her little Ubuntu box on uh, YouTube. She loves pranks and all that stuff and saw yeah. it and thought, oh, this looks cool. I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to get in. <laughs> but there's Jackass 1, Jackass 2, Jackass sure. what, 3. <laughs> I so, finished. I'm actually all caught up on Game of Thrones and everything. Yeah, wow. there's. So you saw the red wedding. I've seen all kinds saw... of crazy shit yeah, I never okay. thought I'd see on television. Well, there you yeah. go. So there you yeah. go. I don't know. Now I gotta. Yeah, move on. What to do? Anyways, bad grandpa, keep it in mind. I I will. I'm there. Let's all go right. do it. Let's go do it. And yeah. Ender's Game. We're not gonna go see that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just I saw two seconds. Ender's and Game. I said, was, the trailer looks like shit. The trailer looks terrible. Yeah. It it looks worse than I mean Starship Troopers worse. Yeah, I know. It just well I always thought it was a little kid. It's like your last hope, and I'm like this kid. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna do this everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna be a superhero. I'm gonna do everything. Yeah. Okay. What the hell? No, thank you. This world coming too. <laughs> Good evening. This has been Tank Riot. Ding 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 did a ding ding. Ding 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 did a ding ding. Ding 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 did a ding ding. <laughs> Alright, fuck it. Let's just do it. Yeah. Oh my notes just say NSA arrow one forty two. Okay. So I didn't write for one. Fuck it, we got nothing. Yeah.